Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Chatting with Charlene. I'm your host, Charlene Aminoff. It's an extremely big zikhut for me to be with you tonight and to share a little bit about the power of gratitude. Now, all of you tuning in may or may not have heard about my original story about my daughter Gali's drowning and her miraculous survival, Hudullah Hashem. So I want to just give a little bit of a background story about it, just so people know, people who are tuning in who don't know about my story will understand a little bit about it before I get into this. The year that Gali survived her, miraculously survived her drowning was a very, very dark period of my life. Those who know me personally will find that hard to believe because Baruch Hashem, Chazdei Hashem, I'm seemingly always in a good mood. While that is definitely true, uh, there are certain days of the year where I'm not my typical chipper, chatty self. Those days include the days that my mom has to go to Sloan Kettering and have a scan done or meet with her oncologist. And those days also happen to fall out on days where I uh, have yard sites of friends who passed on very early on in life or just little trigger days where I'm brought back to, rem- to remember that Hashem really is kol yachol, but not after having seen a little bit of an isayon in my own life. So I am definitely an extremely grateful person by nature. A little fun fact, side note about me is my Hebrew name is Michal, and the gematria of Michal is 100, and 100 in Sefer Tehillim is Perek Kuf, which is Mizmor Latoda. I have been saying Perek Kuf, Mizmor Latoda, Every single day of my life, since as far back as I can remember, since I started being able to read Hebrew when I was a little girl. And for me, gratitude has always been one of my most important character traits. I'm an extremely, extremely grateful person. But what I want to share with everyone today is just what the power of gratitude did for me when I needed to recall upon it during a very heavy period of my life. Gali experienced her nace, her incredibly kindness from Hashem, when Hashem returned her life to us after she had already been completely, completely clinically dead for three minutes and 10 seconds on July 26, 2010. The Hebrew date was Tuva Av. My incredibly unbelievable tzaddik husband, Jonathan Ben Parak Yosef, he was the one who resuscitated her as she was pulled out from the bottom of my pool and she was completely cyanotic. Her body was purple. Her body was blue, her fingertips were purple. It was a scene out of a complete horror movie. But Hodullah Hashem Kitov, Kila Olam Chasto. My husband began performing CPR on her, and I promised Hashem from that moment forward, regardless of her outcome, I would start covering my hair and start keeping Sniyut 100%. The rest is pretty much history. Hodullah Hashem Kitov, we were able to see a nace. Hashem returned her life to us. And from that moment forward, we decided we're going to spread her story as far and wide as we possibly can to encourage people to recognize the powers of Hashem, to recognize the greatness of the mitzvah of hair covering, and to turn their life to life of gratitude with slogans that we have like Hodullah Hashem or Thank You Hashem that we use all over social media and throughout our own lives. The year that Gali drowned was definitely the darkest, darkest year of my life. That very same year, my beloved mother, Dina Bat Tamar, she should live and be well, was suddenly diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. A little while after that, from the stress of my mother's very sudden diagnosis, my young and incredibly healthy father, who used to run marathons, 
had a massive stress-induced heart attack. And in the midst of all this, one of my very best friends was eating lunch, choked on a bone, and died. That was a year that really, truly defined me. There were so many wild and raw emotions going on. And to top it all off, I had just had Aliza. So I had a newborn when I was dealing with this crazy year. So ladies out there who know what postpartum feels like and trying to juggle and trying to catch your breath, you understand that this was a whole lot for someone to handle. Now, in addition to having been postpartum because Aliza was only three weeks old when Gali drowned, I had been dealing with debilitating post-traumatic stress, having watched my husband perform CPR on my daughter. Although Baruch Hashem, Hodul Hashem, we were zochet to such an incredible, incredible nace, the haunting images will last with me until Mashiach comes. Now, the post-traumatic stress, check. Postpartum, check. Dealing with my mother's cancer diagnosis, check. Having my father suddenly become a heart patient, check. Grieving the loss of my very, very best friend, check. Needless to say, that was a very, very heavy year. And I needed to see, I needed to see Hashem. I needed some nechama. And I needed to really find something that speaks to me in a way that I can grow from all the pain that I had been experiencing. I am, Baruch Hashem, I'm a very strong person in my brain and I'm not one to let my emotions take control. It's very much mind over matter with me. And I knew that now or never, I will have to sink or swim, literally, no pun intended. And I really chose to swim. It was a year that I could have very, very easily just given up and said, Hashem, Adkan, I can't. But instead, I chose to, to search and to research and to grow and to listen to shirim and to read books and to go for brachot from different tzaddikim and rabbeim until I finally found something that really, really helped me. Now, although this is a lot for an average mommy, an average anybody to really, really deal with, on top of everything, I have a little problem. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. And we had just started, we had just founded Gali's Couture Wigs. And this was this new business. I'm putting business in air quotes because it's more like a project than it is a business. And I wanted the business, so to speak, to really run 110% flawlessly. So being a perfectionist while running a business and dealing with a lot of emotions and trying to keep your faith as high and afloat as possible keeping a good, a good mental place, physical place, emotional place in terms of everything, Yiddishkeit, family, social, all that, it's a lot. But Baruch Hashem, we have so many incredible tools at our disposal. We have so many incredible websites, Torah Anytime, Meaningful Minute, all these incredible places, and now Sinai Radio, which Baruch Hashem, very, very excited to announce that they have now gotten approval to have their app for purchase, on Android, on iOS. Uh, they're, they're working on getting it on Android and it is right now available on iOS. So Mazal Tov to Sinai Radio for having your app officially launched. So with all these incredible tools, I knew that I just have to research and dig and dig and the answers and the nechama and all that I need will come up. I hate myself when I'm down. I decided I need Hashem now more than ever. I needed coping tools. I needed chizuk. 
So I really began to delve deeper and deeper into learning Torah, Shiurim, Tefillah, and Tehillim. I immersed myself in books on Emunah and happiness and Bitachon. And then suddenly, the concept of gratitude really, really intrigued me because of the type of person I've always been. I've always been a grateful person. And because of my Hebrew name being Michal, the association with the parak of Kuf, Mizmor Toda, I loved it. Everything else that I had been learning on and reading about almost seemed unachievable. But the only thing that I felt like was totally accessible to someone like me that I didn't feel like I was at the time on a very high madriga emuna wise because I felt so lost and I felt so cold and so dark. Gratitude seemed easy and simple enough. And from what I was learning, it could apparently invoke tremendous bracha and yeshuot from above. So I set out on a mission to transform my life from July 26, 2010 from a life of self-pity, questions, uncertainty, and stress, into a life of complete devotion to Hashem through happiness, amuna, and complete, t- tremendous gratitude. In Shmona Esrei, we say, Modim anachnu lach, she'ata hu Hashem. Modim, which by the way is also the gematria of a hundred, which is something that I, I loved right away when I was learning, literally means we give thanks. The Baal HaTanya explains that there's a very big difference between the words Ata and Hu. If you look at the sentence, it almost looks like there's one word too many. Wouldn't it make more sense had it just been She'ata Hashem or She'hu Hashem? It feels redundant, right? Now, the Balatanya explains the difference between the two. Ata is you, direct. This signifies clarity when Hashem appears right in front of you. You can point directly to it and say, this, this right here is Yad Hashem. In my life, the Ata was when Hashem appeared to us on the day of Tuba Av when he returned Gali's life to us. Hodul Hashem Kitov Kil Olam Chasto. But then there are also times in life where Hashem appears to us in a more disguised way. For example, all the time that my mother was diagnosed with cancer, the day my best friend died, and the day my father had a heart attack. All those were also Hashem, but Hashem was a little bit more hidden. And in those times of our life, Hashem is who Hashem. You can't really see it, but you can kind of allude to it. It's Him. It's He. Hashem sometimes makes His presence very clear. Those are the Atta times. Then Hashem sometimes hides His presence from us. Those are the Hu times. What we know with 100% certainty is that every single time it is directly coming from Hashem. Ein od milvado. It is always Hashem. But what we have to be careful is to show as much appreciation and as much acknowledgement each time when a situation arises that we say, Hashem, we know that this is coming directly from you. Hodul Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. This too is for my good. Gamzu Latova. When it's a time where Hashem is clearly in front of you and he's Ata, thank you, Hashem, for this obvious nace that you put before me. Hodul Hashem. I see it. I see it clearly. This was such a chesed from you. But then all those times that Hashem is coming to us in a more disguised manner, we can't just 
give up and throw in the towel and say, no, 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 Hashem, this isn't you. This is something else. We can't blame other factors and say, this is a result of my wrong choice. This is a result of a bad business deal. No, no, no. That is also Hashem. And Gamzula Tova, but we're not going to be able to see it yet until Bezrat Hashem, after 120 years, when we have all of our questions answered, Be'olam Haba. In both situations, we absolutely know that Hashem is there. Just sometimes we can't see Him. In both cases, in the good and in the seemingly bad, this is Hashem's will. And even though we can understand, surely we must believe that this too is for our good. There's a beautiful saying, when a train goes through a dark tunnel and it gets dark, you don't throw away your ticket and jump off. You simply sit still and you trust the engineer. Hashem is the engineer in our lives every moment of the day, in every situation, good and seemingly bad. What we have to try very hard to do is show gratitude just as much in the harsh times and the seemingly dark times as we do in the good times. It's brought down that when a person breaks their teva, a person goes lamala minha teva against nature to thank Hashem, then so too Hashem will go against that his nature and bring bracha when chas v'chalila he should be bringing din. There is a beautiful Breslov concept which I love. And I've instilled it in all of my children. And it's really become an integral part of our lives. If you complain, Hashem will give you more reasons to complain. But if you start to thank Hashem, Hashem will be so proud of you that Hashem will constantly give you more and more reasons to thank Hashem. And before you know it, you create this beautiful domino effect and ripple effect, a chain reaction of gratitude yielding more Yeshuot. And more Yeshuot coming because of gratitude. And gratitude yielding more Yeshuot. And it becomes a gorgeous, endless cycle. It's human nature to cry. It's human nature to complain. And it's human nature to question when things are tough. And obviously Hashem knows this. Hashem created us. After all, Hashem really is the master architect of our lives. But Hashem knows that our knee-jerk reaction to any type of Nisayon is going to be to kvetch and to complain and to ask questions. So when we do the exact opposite of complain, when we thank Hashem, when we really feel like complaining, we're really essentially going against Teva by showing gratitude at a difficult time. And Hashem tells us, if you're thanking me when you should be complaining, I'm going to go against my nature and I'm going to reward you when you should be judged. Now this really reminds me of an incredible, incredible day of my life. One incident in my life that I will never forget is the day we heard of my mother's diagnosis. My mother, by the way, her name is Dina Bat Tamar. If anybody listening on can please write down her name and keep her in your tefillot, it would mean the world to me. And we're trying very hard to, Bezrat Hashem, keep her alive and well, le'olam vayed, until Mashiach comes or until the cure for cancer, whichever comes first, we accept both. But her... She is my paradigm example of what emuna through gratitude looks like. We were all at her house, anxious, panic-stricken, pacing back and forth. We were waiting for the results of her biopsy. The surgeon had told us that he would be calling us within that week. 
and it was already many, many days past. And we just gathered around, we gathered around at my mother's house, myself, my siblings, my father, my, everybody in our family. And my father kept calling the surgeon's office and we finally got word that the surgeon promises to call us that day with the results. It felt like forever. And I really wish not upon any member of Klal Yisrael to have to anxiously await any type of biopsy results. We had all gathered around and it was becoming evening and we were pacing back and forth. It was a very quiet, quiet mood. Nobody was chatty. Nobody had an appetite. And finally the phone rang and we saw from the caller ID that it was my doctor, my mother's doctor's office. We all ran to the kitchen. My father ran and picked up the phone and all we kept hearing my father say is, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, thank you, doctor. And then he hung up, and then he turned to us, and with his head facing the floor, he said, it's, it's not good. So my siblings and I all threw ourselves on the kitchen floor, and we began sobbing and crying and screaming. It was every single one of our worst fears, and it had just come to fruition. And suddenly, amidst all the chaos and the crying and the sobbing, my mother stood up, um, right in the middle of all of us with her hands on her hips and she started to scream, don't you dare cry! How dare you complain! How dare you do not shokri! For all my Persian for all my Persian followers, my Farsi under, uh, listeners, not shokri means to complain. And my mother kept saying over and over again, don't you dare cry! This is complaining! Hashem sees you! Who do you think is greater? Cancer? Or HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Don't you dare complain and cry right now. Every single one of you, get up from the floor. Let's dance. And let's say thank you, Hashem. And we looked at each other like, is mom for real? Did, is, is she okay? Is, is she delirious? And we looked at each other and we said, no, no, no. Mom, mommy, mommy, I don't think you understand. Mommy. She said, of course I understand. I heard everything. I was in the room with you. But I'm telling you right now, I forbid you all, as long as I'm alive, I forbid you to complain and to do nashokri, which means to kvetch and to show ingratitude to Hashem. She said, right now, we're all going to get up and we're going to dance and we're going to thank Hashem. I cannot express enough how, how much that incident built my emuna. That was the ultimate lesson that I could have learned in my life of how a person should react. Not, 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 it's not human nature to react like that, but that is how a, a, a God-fearing, emunadic person should react when they're faced with such a diagnosis. And we all stood up and we all started to dance. And now we have a bit of a silly but very funny family minhag. Every single time my mom has to go to Sloan, the night before, we all gather at her house and we dance and we have a preliminary se'udat hoda'a, thanking Hashem for her upcoming good news. While we are still waiting for the news that the, that the uh, lymphoma has completely left her body, Bezrat Hashem, soon we should hear about that, the lessons we all learned on that day will be with me for the rest of life. For the rest of 120 years, I will not forget the way my mother instilled in all of us 
the way we are meant to react when we hear of something that seems bad, when we hear of a diagnosis, chas v'chalila, or when we've been being tested, instead of crying and quetching and complaining, we dance and we say, thank you, Hashem. Gratitude is so, so precious to Hashem. Hashem appreciates the midah of gratitude so much that the Midrash Rabbah states that when Mashiach comes, all the korbanot will be annulled except for the korban toda. Our gratitude opens the upper gates of Shamayim and enables us to get judged favorably. Now think about it. Let's say you have a child that's always complaining and always whining, fetches, and is impossible to please, never thanks you for anything, and suddenly this child approaches you and says, I want ice cream before dinner. Are you quick to grant it? I don't think so. I don't think any mother would want to immediately grant ice cream upon before dinner if this child is a, a very, very ungrateful child. But let's say you have a child that is always grateful, never takes anything for granted, constantly thanks you for every little thing. And let's say this child comes to you out of the blue one time and says, Mommy, I'm not really in the mood for dinner, but I'm really, really in the mood for ice cream. Would it be okay with you if I have ice cream tonight? Are you kidding? What would you say? Oh my goodness, of course, my love. Of course you can have ice cream. Would you like sprinkles? One scoop or two. Would you like, would you like rainbow sprinkles or chocolate sprinkles? You would go above and beyond to grant this child exactly the ice cream that they want. So call the Chomer with our Father in Heaven. We are Hashem's children. So if our nature is to constantly take every blessing for granted, everything, every moment that we're alive, we open our eyes in the morning and we fail to say moda'ani. Good things happen to us and we fail to acknowledge where they're coming from. We have a beautiful home, we have health, we have parnasah, but we never really fully, truly thank Hashem. How can we expect Hashem to just grant us whatever it is we demand upon demand? But if Hashem sees that from the get-go, from the moment we wake up, we're dedicating our lives to acknowledging and to thanking Hashem for everything, then when it comes time to ask for that ice cream, so to speak, Hashem will be so quick to grant it to us. And I'm sure he'll even drizzle some chocolate fudge and cherries on top. Gratitude and amuna truly go hand in hand. Because when you show gratitude, you're showing Hashem that you're becoming much more spiritually aware that everything comes directly from Hashem. And in my life, personally, the more I thanked Hashem, the more emuna I gained. And the more my emuna strengthened, the more I thanked Hashem. And now, Baruch Hashem, nine years after that fateful year that defined me, I have what I call bulletproof emuna. We must remember that everything that Hashem does is for good. There's no such thing as bad. It's all Latova. It's not that me personally, Charlene, I do not have Nisyonot anymore. Halavai, I wish. You know this saying, Hashem tests the ones he loves? Well, I often joke that if that's the case, Hashem is so clearly obsessed with me. It's not at all that I don't have Nisyonot anymore. No one is ever exempt from Nisyonot. Each and every person you meet has struggles and challenges that you may know nothing about. But in my life now, when I have a Nisayon, instead of allowing the Nisayon to completely floor me and to paralyze me and to become a debilitating hurricane, I simply recognize that it's Yad Hashem, 
I thank Hashem for the Nisayon and I cope with it in ways where I can grow from it. And I'm going to now talk about something that has been a huge part of my life for the past 10 years. Hashem tells us, Hashem says, if you give me an opening that's the size of an eye of a needle, I'm going to return to you the gates that lead to the biggest Simcha Hall. If we, from tonight, during these nine days, can begin to show just a tiny bit more gratitude to Hashem, just a chudosh al-machat. There's a reason why Hashem doesn't demand mountains and skyscrapers and valleys. He gives, he gives us the, the kindest, kindest, little, little, little gesture that we can give to Him. He says an eye of a needle, not even a needle, the eye of a needle. And He will return to us the gates to the Simcha Hall. That's a huge return on your investment. So from tonight, what can you do to show Hashem more gratitude? What can you do to change your life around? What can you do to say, Hashem, I recognize that everything in my life is from you. And I appreciate everything. My home, my family, my husband, my in-laws, my parents, my children, my friends, my car, my bike, my everything, my job, my food. Hashem, I appreciate everything. I know it is coming from you. And if you show Hashem from tonight that you are going to start being more and more grateful, you will see just how many Yeshuot fall onto your lap. You will see just how much bracha enters your life. And you will see how much better you feel about existing in Hashem's gorgeous world. You will not feel guilty for receiving anymore because you will say, Hashem, I love you. I thank you. If you're giving it to me, then clearly you feel that I deserve it. And Hodul Hashem, I love you. I appreciate it. Once you get into the chain reaction and into the habit of constantly thanking Hashem, it's almost impossible to stop, which is amazing. Now, it's not that it's not that your people are going to suddenly be exempt from Nisyonot. Amen, halavai. You never know. It may be. But what ends up happening is when you've built such a strong foundation of emunah on constant hakarat tov, you begin to view nisyonot very, very differently. In my own life, the very same nisyonot that used to feel like all-encompassing tornadoes, now it's a mere inconvenience. It's our attitude, not the, inve- not the events in our life that determines our happiness. And after all, it's not happy people who are grateful it's grateful people who are happy. And now we're going to touch upon the incredible tefillah of Nishmat Kolchai. As a result of Gali's survival of her drowning, and as a result of the, that whole crazy year that we endured, I began to say the tefillah of Nishmat Kolchai as warmly recommended by Rebetzin Kanievsky, Aleya HaShalom. Now, if you read the biography on Rebetzin Kanievsky. It talks all about how Rebetzin Kanievsky would say Nishmat Kolchai twice a day and how much she encouraged every single person that ever came to her for any type of any type of tzara, any type of hardship that a person was enduring, the Rebetzin would hand them a Nishmat Kolchai card and tell them to take this upon themselves to say this tefillah every single day. If you follow on Instagram, you'll know that I've... I've uh, 
I'm trying very hard to grow the Nishmat army because the more people express gratitude, the more, the more people that express gratitude to Hashem via this incredible tefillah of Nishmat Kol Chai, which is the strongest tefillah of gratitude in the Torah, the more people will see Nisim V'Niflaot. Now I'm going to read a little, a little excerpt from the Nishmat Kol Chai booklet, just so everybody here knows why this tefillah is so powerful. Rebetzin Batsheva Kanievsky, Aleha Shalom, late wife of Hagaon Harav Chaim Kanievsky Shlita, was renowned for her warmth and her love for all Jewish women. Hundreds of women would come to her humble home each day to ask for a blessing, advice, and words of encouragement. The Rebetzin would often hand out its filas nishmas and urge the supplicants to recite this wondrous praise of Hashem. She said that anyone in a difficult situation or experiencing problems should read and contemplate the words of Rav Chaim of Valajin below and then say Nishmat every day with concentration until Hashem sends the salvation. May the elevation of Hashem's name be a strong merit to all those who recite this prayer and may the, these holy words bring added merit to the soul of our beloved Shalom. Now, what is so powerful about Nishmat Kol Chai? It's a tefillah of immense gratitude to Hashem. And it's brought down that if there's a certain missing piece to the puzzle of one's life, maybe there's a locked mazal or a blocked bracha or something that is just not coming to fruition after countless weeks, months, years of tefillah, perhaps the tefillah of gratitude can open up that gate. We're taught that the that the channel of gratitude that leads up to Hashem is never closed. And it actually has the capacity and the ability to unlock the other, the other gates that lead up to Shamayim. There's a reason why so many people who start to say Nishmat Kolchai on a daily basis receive Nisim and receive Yeshuot. It's because many people say that their lack of gratitude could have been the reason why they hadn't seen the Yeshua that they've been davening for. Now, something very, very important for Nishmat Kol Chai, for people who say Nishmat Kol Chai, is to understand that this is not a cure or a, a, a cure-all to every type of Nisayon. The power of Nishmat Kol Chai is that it expresses tremendous gratitude to Hashem. And people say that if you say a certain tefillah, like if you're saying it, if you want a tefillah as a segula, like Perek Shira or Shira Shirim, the most commonly done way is to say it for 40 consecutive days. 40 consecutive days kind of staples it as a, you're, you're changing your nature. If a person wants to break a bad habit, it takes 40 days. So that's why they say if you express gratitude, if you say the tefillah for 40 consecutive days, you are creating the, the, you are changing the habit of ingratitude into a habit of gratitude. And that is why Baruch Hashem, so many people see Yeshuot. So how does Nishmat Kolchai work? It's found in every single sitter in Shachrit Shel Shabbat. It begins with the words Nishmat Kol Chai and it ends at the very, very end of Yishtabach. So if you have been saying it only until Yishtabach, you have to continue to say it till the end of Yishtabach. The reason Yishtabach is part of Nishmat is because it contains the Yud Gimel Midot HaRachamim of Hashem. And you want to culminate the tefillah, you want to conclude the tefillah with the Yud Gimel Midot HaRachamim. But one thing everybody has to be careful about, we do not say the bracha at the end of Yishtabach unless we're saying it on Shabbat. So during the day, during the week, you're going to say Nishmat Kolchai till the very, very end of Yishtabach and you're going to stop 
The Svardim stop at Atakel. We stop right before the words Baruch Atah Hashem. Ashkenazim, same goes. You will say till the end, you will stop right before Baruch Atah Hashem. On Shabbat, you will include Baruch Atah Hashem and the, and the Bracha at the very, very end. There are two opinions on this. One opinion is that you may say the bracha, just omit Hashem's name, just don't say Hashem's name. So you say Baruch Atah, and then you continue the bracha. And other other postgame hold that you may just end right before Baruch Atah Hashem. Either way, it's totally accepted. So however you've been saying it, or however you want to say it, as long as it's one of these two ways, it's totally fine. Now, I'm certain that people listening... We'll have questions. I welcome your questions. You can send me an email. You can send me a DM on Instagram at Charlene Amanoff. You can submit your inquiries to Sinai Radio. You can submit your inquiries to info at gallyscouturewigs.com. I'm happy to answer your, your questions, but I want to end with a little something just for those who are looking for something to do with this newfound knowledge of the power of gratitude. There are so many ways to show gratitude to Hashem whether it's saying Nishmat Kolchai, whether it's saying Mizmor Toda, say something, say some Moda'ani in the morning with extra kavana. Thank Hashem when you get a great parking spot. It seems silly, but as long as Hashem sees that you are coming closer to Him with gratitude, Hashem will see that you're making a change, you're making a difference. Thank Hashem when you don't feel like thanking Hashem. Thanking, thanking Hashem when you don't feel like thanking Hashem, that will that will bring tremendous, tremendous bracha to you because Hashem knows that it's human nature to kvetch and complain. Stop yourself from kvetching and complaining and instead say, thank you, Hashem, for this nisayon. I understand that it's coming from you. Please, Hashem, give me the tools to cope and to grow and to come closer to you now. Now, thank Hashem, even when your toddler throws a tantrum, because let me tell you something, as a woman who's struggled for, well, I struggled very early on, early on in my marriage for many years with infertility. It was so hard for me to have to listen to other women complaining about the kids throwing a tantrum or their children needing new clothes and they don't know where to shop for them or the child doesn't sleep through the night. And I had just endured my worst, my fifth and worst miscarriage. And I remember thinking to myself, if only they knew that we, we would do anything to be in their shoes. So the next time you come to kvetch about your child, your toddler, your adorable baby that's not sleeping or that doesn't eat or that whatever, think of the women who aren't yet zocha to have children and stop and instead of kvetching, thank Hashem for those precious neshamot that Hashem bestowed upon you and daven for those women next to you that have not yet been blessed with children. It's even good to pre-thank Hashem before a test that your results should come out good. There are 86,400 seconds in a day. Surely we can use a few of those seconds to thank our creator. You could start a gratitude jar where each day or each week you throw in a note with something else you're grateful for. And at the end of the year, you can sit around with your family and go through that gratitude jar and shep nachat from what a wonderful life Hashem gave you. What a wonderful year you have been blessed with. I personally, I have a gratitude diary. And every night before I go to sleep, I write down something I'm grateful for. I started this nine years ago, the night Gali was saved. And now, Baruch Hashem, I have nine years worth of daily gratitudes that I have stored in something I call my rough day folder. I also print and save every email I receive from people just like you, 
from someone who has been uplifted by my story, whether it's a story of Gali, whether it's a story of my infertility struggles, whether it's just in general, just being a follower and having been touched in some way. I store every single email. I save everything. I print everything. And every single time I'm in a rut or when my mom is going to Sloan and I'm in a bit of a sad mood, I sit with my massive cup of coffee and I read each and every one of these incredible emails and it completely changes everything. So if everyone listening here tonight starts to give thanks to Hashem and begins to open a chudo shel machat, by being more grateful, by showing more appreciation to Borei Olam, by recognizing all the beautiful things you have in your life, or by appreciating what you have and what you don't have, I'm certain that we will all, Be'ezrat Hashem, be able to witness the coming of Mashiach. Bimhera b'yameinu amen. Thank you so much for listening. Signing off, Charlene Amanoff.